We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hello and welcome back to the Oral Fix Podcast. I'm Henry Diaz, your lovely host. This is sweet episode 46 of the Oral Fix. Oral Fix is a weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. It can be listened to on Stitcher.com, Podomatic, iTunes, Facebook, the blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com, SoundCloud, and a few other places that you can find on the blog. 
which is www.oralfixpodcasts.com. Welcome back, everyone. Hope everyone had a great week. Enjoyed the last podcast and all the other ones archived. And yeah, the podcast is a couple of late, a couple of days late. <laughs> and um, well, you know, we had that solar eclipse that kind of did me over. You know how I'm sensitive to the stars and the energy and the whole flux and the ebb of everything around. You know, I'm a spiritual guy like that. Gal, sometimes. <laughs> I want to give special shout outs to the United States for listening continuously. Thank you so much, my fellow Americans. Boy, do I have a show for you guys this week. Oh, boy. You probably thought you weren't going to get a show since I was so late. And this is Tuesday the 22nd of May 2012. Before I go on to uh, my weekly update, um, I just want to let you guys know that Stitcher.com is sponsoring the podcast now. Um, and you can listen to Stitcher.com if you don't listen to the podcast through Stitcher um, by going to Stitcher.com backslash oral fix, no spaces, and enter a promo code oral fix, no spaces. And when you do that, you'll be automatically entered for a $100 cash card uh, contest that happens every month. And one of the benefits, besides of just possibly winning that $100 cash card, is that um, Stitcher.com is so cool. I mean, so far advanced from iTunes, which I don't even think I plugged in. Yeah, you can listen to the oral fix at iTunes. But Stitcher.com, back to Stitcher.com, um, you can actually listen to it on your computer. You can listen to it on your mobile device, your iPhone, your iPad, your everything mobile. And you can actually let other people like on Facebook and Twitter know what you're listening to. You can thumbs up the old fix. Make sure to thumb up the old fix, please. Keep this podcast afloat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, um, and it has great shows on there, other podcasts that I listen to religiously, like Tech News Today, Silly Frags, Lesbian Mafia, uh, and if you follow me on Twitter, you'll actually, well, use through the Oral Fix, at Oral Fix Podcast, you'll actually see um, things that I listen to, or things that I'm soundtracking also, I use soundtracking, I don't know about you guys but i love soundtracking um it's a great way to let my friends know and people who follow the old fix uh know exactly what i'm listening to and what i really love and maybe turn you on to new things so you know go over to stitcher.com backslash oral fix and enter that promo code oral oral fix without the space so this week, as I began to say, the solar eclipse um, was in a rare alignment with uh, the Earth, 
um, the sun and the moon. And a solar eclipse usually happens because uh, the, I believe it's the um, moon behind the earth and then the sun in front of the earth. Uh, in front of the, I mean, the earth in front of the sun and the whole combination of the earth being between the moon and the sun. I believe no the moon goes yeah the moon goes in front of the earth covering the sun and it was in the particular like this is like once in 180 years that or 660 years that this happens and um if you don't know this already um because it was it was such a global phenomenon uh it you know it covers the sun and there's usually like this ring of fire that occurs and sometimes there's no ring of fire and this year there was because of the distance there was enough of a space between the moon and the sun for this to happen um uh, like about i don't know how much how many centimeters or inches to our eye i mean <laughs> the regular distance if you really measured it, it's probably like miles and miles and miles, hundreds of miles. Um, but it was really cool. You know, it was like something out of the movie, the ring. <laughs> um, and I linked, I'm going to link some really great pictures that I found on the internet that are just beautiful and stunning that I don't think you probably even seen yet. Um, one of the most beautiful ones that I, 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 I've actually admired uh, was taken, I think, by the Spitzer um, telescope, Hubble telescope, um, and it was it was actually uh, the it was I don't want to say it was like it you know the story broke on Gizmodo, but it suddenly appeared on Gizmodo, and Jesus Diaz covered it. Another Diaz, can you believe it? No affiliation. Uh, <laughs> and um, there's really these really neat like photos, like one of the the big ones you know is um somebody actually taking the eclipse and using it as like a regular ring to put it on somebody's ring finger and that was really neatly you know done and propped so go ahead go to the show notes click on the links be amazed um what else and we had a really you know i had a really fatal sad news that was brought to my attention last minute before I started recording the podcast and I learned that Sanctuary is gone. The show Sanctuary, you know how much I love Sanctuary on, well I don't watch the sci-fi channel because I'm banning the sci-fi channel I I get my Sanctuary from other sources and um, yeah, Sanctuary is no longer with us. Sanctuary says you know, I'm at the tapping and everyone else there says that it's nobody's fault that um, they were waiting for it to hear whether or not they were going to renew them. And in the wait, they lost, well, they couldn't afford to keep their um, studio spaces to record. And either way, if they were renewed, they said they wouldn't be able to actually hold on to the studio space. But why go through all that length of spiel just to tell us that and then tell us that it's nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sci fail. Yeah, you failed us again. You know, I am totally, 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 you know, I'm convinced that 
sci-fi channel does not like the gays. Gives the gays like a temporary slot and then kills the shows off. Now, in the case of Battlestar Galactica, which lasted maybe two more seasons after it became known that there were a couple of its cast members that were openly gay or having these gay relationships, um, they they got canceled. And so was Caprica, and so were several others that I'm not even going to go and bombard you with your poor little ears. Um, but, you know, if you're a geek like me, you know that Sanctuary shouldn't have been canceled. Um because there's nothing really left on sci-fi to watch that is really reasonably smart. Everything else is sort of Disney watered down. I'm sorry, you Disney lovers, but I, I this is just I'm you know I'm not gonna I, I I don't do those brainwashing shows where you know everything's perfect. Um. Anyway, so you know if you go to Cinema Spy, which they did a poll on. Uh, you know, how many people believe that Sanctuary should be saved um, over several other shows? Uh, a majority of about 300,000 people actually said that um, between Fringe and Sanctuary, because out of like five poll categories or shows, um, it was a tie, neck, almost neck and neck between Fringe and Sanctuary. But out of those 300,000, um, most of them wanted to see Sanctuary saved. And personally, after the ending, well, after the series finale of Fringe, I would have preferred to have Sanctuary afloat and with us for several more seasons. You know why? Because, you know, if you refer back to, and I'll plug this into the show notes, to the blog post that I did on the whole Dr. Magnus, Amanda's Tapping's character, which is the main character of Sanctuary, um, after she came out as a bisexual on the show and she had her lesbian moment, um, it broke ground, n- not only with the kiss, but just the character, her her just her tenacity came out more you knew more about her they were fulfilling questions they were answering them and all of a sudden sci-fi even though amanda tapping says it's nobody's fault sci-fi made sure this show was canceled they delayed the whole entire process of actually answering or letting the sanctuary cast producers know whether or not they were going to be renewed for a fifth season thank you sci-fail the only thing that it's worth even watching on sci-fi admittedly is um warehouse 13 which is going to return on june 23rd which i'm looking forward to um i really am because everyone works and that cast works very very well with each other though this last season was a little too i don't want to say it (laughs) disney-like um i think you know it's the cast works great off each other they're very good looking cast they're the good actors though the direction and some of the writing it's is suffering and i hope it gets better for this i believe this is their fifth or fourth season i think it's their fifth season that they're going to be entering lucky warehouse 13 i'll be linking this to the show notes 
and you can take a look at the hot cast of Warehouse 13. Um, uh, Eddie McConnick uh, is the hottest one out of all of them. He has a hot chest, which he bears every now and then. And he has, uh, I think, quarter-sized nipples, which I really love in a man. Hot, hot, hot. Warehouse 13. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, they're on the channel called Sci-Fi. And hopefully, none, none of their characters... Actually, they had one character that came out as gay, but he was only there temporarily. And I think... He got killed off, and he's. I don't think he's going to be returning in this new season. So um, I think they saved themselves because of that. Sad to say. What else happened this week? Um, Lady Gaga was on The Simpsons, and that was terribly funny, terribly funny, terribly funny. I haven't watched The Simpsons in, like, about, um, I don't know, five years so I really don't know what's been going on there. I I refuse to watch it. I I feel like I've gr- outgrown it, and I feel like the show should have been shot dead a long time ago. But it's still around, and Americans love The Simpsons. And <laughs> Lady Gaga was terribly funny, and so was Lisa Simpson. And Lisa Simpson has the moment with Lady Gaga and ter- tells her off. Ah, <laughs> uh, and what else? Um, uh, well, you're gonna have to wait until we come back from a break and um you can hear all my ranting and spieling and everything else that's been going on so i'm gonna leave you off with some music actually uh something memorable enjoy when they're young all little monsters learn that they are scary Ugly, stupid, shunned by Cupid, overweight and hairy. But every monster needs to find that secret deep inside that transforms Dr. Jekyll into sexy Mr. Hyde. Dutiful, square rootiful, old cootiful. I love you, Lady Shaja. Monsters don't need implants or a bitch and monster car. Monsters only need to love the monsters that they are. Oh, yeah. Gaga, Dada, Jawa. Peace. Ew. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Yes, that was Lady Gaga, and that was her uh, introductory tune song when she arrived at Springfield, and um, they made her out to uh, be, like, this crazy character. Um, I mean, like, this is, like, Lady Gaga weirdness to the f- to the 100 max tenfold. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lady Gaga, um, and this, I think, I, well, SoundCloud is the people on there who actually take took the liberty and time to actually uh, extract this from the um, show that aired this past Sunday. Um, and they titled it All My Little Monsters, uh, parentheses, Simpsons. So that's the name of that track, that little track. <laughs> I hope you guys liked it. Um, I love 
how Homer Simpson's dad says, I love you, Lady Shasha. <laughs> Makes me think of my god sister's little chihuahua, Jaja. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to some sniff and scratch. <laughs> Sniff and scratch. Sniff and scratch. All right, so sniff and scratch is where I talk about all the latest new things that I have discovered and want to bring to your attention that you may have not heard of and thought of or even thought it was possible for it to happen in tech video music movies anything in our social daily living and upfront tech verizon has a major takeover complexity. Um, yeah, they want to dominate the world. Uh, okay, first of all, they're up hiked all their prices for, well, they're going too soon um, on their data plans. Uh, they're going to do away with all unlimited data plans, even if you've been grandfathered into a unlimited data plan because of your dear oh precious iPhone 4 and iPhone 4S. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't understand it either, but this is their latest thing and I guess they're trying to push people into family plans and make them do that economical thing um, so they could get more money. But their goal is to make more money. Um, Are they building a rocket to launch into space? Are they trying to head somewhere out of this planet that they need to start increasing um, their data plans, the amount on that? And who knows? Probably they're going to start charging you for just, you know, simple mobile-to-mobile calls if you don't if you're not being charged for it already um i have sprint so it's free for me to call another mobile um cellular smartphone from another network i mean verizon i i hated verizon when i had them for dsl because their customer service was shitty and I and you know I almost consider going to Verizon for mobile, and um and I just didn't I just really didn't I'm very a very com- I'm very very comfy with Sprint, and I they've come a long way I've seen them go from really good to really bad to even better, and I I you know I'm rooting for Sprint and Sprint truly has unlimited 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 data okay um but see here's the thing um besides them you know upchecking the prices on data uh and doing away you know the unlimited their quote-unquote unlimited packages um they're you know you know this new 
something that's been developing over the last few years with major cable companies offering free Wi-Fi if you have an internet plan with them. Um, they're teaming up as of the last couple of years, and now more than ever, Cena has reported five major um, cable networks that are actually teaming together uh, and all their Wi-Fi hotspots and doing like this bridging thing that if, let's say, I'm on Cablevision and you're on Time Warner and I'm in the city where, you know, I'm in an area in the city where there's no Time Warner um, and you want to use the optimum hotspot, you, you know, you could use your username and password, the same credentials you have with Time Warner, and sign in to Cablevision's um, Wi-Fi spots. And I can do that with maybe even Roadrunner, um, which is another, I think, cable... No, that's actually... Actually, that was bought by Time Warner, so vice versa. So there you have it. But this is what... You know, this is where it gets really tricky. You know, like now, besides Time Warner and Cablevision, um, it says here Comcast, Cox Communication, um, Bright House Networks. I don't know who they are, but it's somewhere out there in the United States. Uh, they, you know, their strategy at some point is to take over this, um, what, it's ter- what they're terming in the um, FCC language, um, uh, AWS, which is Advanced Wireless Spectrum. They're, you know, they're trying to get a hold of this spectrum that's not being used. Um, or maybe, you know, I'm just thinking figuratively here outside of the article. Maybe they're what their real big plan is and what this is all alluding to is that they're trying to, uh, con- you know, cap any, a, you know, advanced wireless service, um, AWS, uh, Spectrum, sorry, not service, um, and... And, and and take it over and, and and take over anything that you know a, the AWS that's out there right now is is owned by Verizon and I think they want to try what the article is saying is they want to try to buy Verizon but I think maybe Verizon is maybe in cahoots with these guys and so they'll be part of the board after they merge and if they do this they'll have control over a huge spectrum meaning that they can do anything they want with it and leave out the other little guys who are not top dogs like Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T, any other emerging little small small mobile services. You know, the that is the I think ideal platform for cable companies that for cable companies to have a platform that is unified with internet tv landlines and cellular service oh my god can you believe that i mean all the money that they'll be making over and over and over again on you poor little folks us me you um that's it's just horrific so i'll be linking that to the show notes you can read you can actually 
cry if you want. Um, I kind of teared myself. I hope that doesn't play out. But, um, you know, on another note, a happy note, kind of, um, <laughs> in tech, um, there's this thing, there's a exhibit that's opening up in New York City uh, on Friday um, at the Discovery Times Square location, uh, uh, which is like this museum type of Discovery Channel place, I believe. Um, but the exhibit's called Spy the secret world of espionage which is detailing like secret weapons that spies would use back in during world war Two, world war one predating those wars and even post-war espionage gadgetry i they you know one of the things that drew me and they used as a way to hook everyone into their article on the Huffington Post um, which is an umbrella that was used as a gun yeah an umbrella is used as a gun I mean that's something that you see like in James Bond or some slapstick movie um, black and white movie and it was actually real um, they even go. They even have poisonous rings and coins and pins that spies would use in case they were captured. They would just, you know, prick themselves and die in case they didn't want to, you know, give up the goods or their butts. <laughs> um, and they have even bricks where, like, they they stash money or secret notes, even dead rats, carcasses of animals. Um, I mean, it's crazy, 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 crazy stuff. So that'll be in the show notes. Um, what else? There, Leap Motion, which is a company dedicated to uh, make software to l- actually make your experience with technology uh, more freeing, more wireless. They developed something called 3D Hands-Free Control. And it is amazing. And I just spotted this on CNET recently. I love CNET. I wish I could work there. Um, Because, I mean, it's just the things that they keep reporting on is is amazing. Uh, This technology is that is bringing to life what you see on a lot of sci-fi movies. And we all know that, you know, when we watch sci-fi you know, sci most sci-fi movies are an implication of what's to come in the future <laughs> um, in technology and in the not-so-distant future. And you know how, like, there's, like, these 3D hologram control centers on spaceships or cars or uh, hidden remote bat caves of sorts where people just, like, with gestures of their hands, they kind of move one screen and they plop it onto a wall or to on another area of their cubicle space, what have you, console. Well, that's what this technology does. And they're on the brink of just, you know, capitalizing and, well, actually trying to make this mainstream somehow. And they're almost there. I'll be linking that to the show notes. It's incredible. I mean, the guy put his hand uh, in front of... He wasn't even touching the computer screen. I think his his hands were about 
um, a, a foot away and he brought up a, a, a chopstick and the computer registered the chopstick and he was doing some gestures with the other hand and it was zooming and zooming out of maps and he was selecting things with just fingers it was just you have to see it um sharon vaknin gives you uh some tips on securing oh how to create secure passwords and she did a really good job at that um giving us the most common great methods to create strong passwords so you won't get hacked on facebook or any other sites <laughs> um take a look at that moving on to mobile apps I got a chance to work with an app called Tout, which was brought to my attention by Bridget Carey on CNET. Uh, not personally, but she does this um, uh, new thing called uh, uh, CNET's update, which is like an update every day of synopsis. What you know, what their old show Loaded used to be, um, and they give you like detail by detail accounts of the big things that happen in technology during the day. And one of the services that she uses is called Tout, which is a 15 second video service, um, sort of like a social YouTube, but for people on the go. And I thought it was pretty cool that she was using it to, you know, put out questions on her blog at CNET and get people's responses on it. And then she would broadcast them on her show update. So um, I tried it out. It was pretty cool. The only concern I have with the app was that. You know, when I went, you know, when I went to discover it online, the website was easy to function, maneuver. It was beautiful. Um, I used my Facebook login, and then when I went to the app, I had a hard time because it didn't have the Facebook login and feature, and um, I had to create a password, which I hadn't done because I used my Facebook login on the website. It was just, you know, a lot of you know, reaching and do-overs do and in communication with um, their support, which support was pretty lame, I have to say. They kind of, like, reiterated everything I said to them without really helping me. So, um, you know, try at your own risk. You know, hopefully it works out, pans out. I don't know if I'm going to use it for the oral fix, but I was hoping I would, and um, I don't know. So, um, moving on, uh, another uh, social app that I've been using lately is Rap, and it's great. It's awesome, easy to use. Um, it ties in with your Facebook account, and it takes a note, I think, with your calendar also. Um, it uses that data to figure out who's going to, who has a birthday coming up next, and it gives you free coupons, like for five dollars, ten dollars promotions to the gap things to sephora uh or i don't know about radio shack yet but you know interesting places that will actually be appropriate for those people who are having those birthdays and you can have an option of actually sending them those coupons and they're actually like actual money that you're giving these people that they can use at these stores so sometimes it's like 10% off or a $5 discount or you know whatever it may be for that week it's something you know worth trying i believe it's i know it's on android um you could get it from google uh the play store or you can get it from apple's app market i be uh, i believe i don't know about i can't really 
I hope I'm not talking out of my ass and I'm saying that it's available for iPhone, but it's worth a check. <laughs> I'll be linking it to the show notes. Um, and then I, you know, I went away this week to um, I, a, a little one day retreat type of thing up in upstate New York. Uh, this monastery called Blue, Cl- Blue Cliff, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh had um, actually um, made that monastery there. And they have these things on Thursdays uh, called med- a mindfulness meditation. And it was a great day that I had there. And they have this thing like where you stop at a bell and a chime and you stop to th- just be mindful of your breath and what you're doing at that moment. And it's all about keeping you in the moment. And as a result, you know, of that experience I had, I thought it was a great thing to incorporate in my everyday life, especially when I'm blogging or online doing work um and i downloaded this app which rings at certain intervals of the day and you get like this little buddhist bell that goes gong and you kind of stop for a duration of a couple of seconds and you take deep breaths and you think about where you're at and just concentrate and bring yourself to the moment and i find it very helpful so something for you guys to consider Web apps, uh, Chrome, for you Chrome users out there and lovers, there's an extension now for copying and pasting when you're doing anything in Google Docs. I've been waiting for that to be incorporated in Google Docs, but finally they found a way to bring it to you and to me in the form of an extension. And I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. You should check it out. Um, in mobile world, you know, not much has been happening except for the HTC One X which is um, the Sprint's version of the new 4G LTE, uh, which is the next step to 4G, which is LTE. Um, and um, is then they're moving away from WiMAX. But, um, uh, and the Galaxy S3, which I hope they bring over to Sprint, because if I don't get the iPhone with the 4 plus inch screen then i'm definitely going for the galaxy s3 or the htc one x though i think galaxy s3 it's more what it's looking at phone arena which is a great uh site um and youtube channel that i follow did a a really good comparison on who's better between the galaxy x s3 versus the htc one x and um, in terms of everything, they kind of matched, um, but the Galaxy S3, uh, especially the camera, was a lot more better. And for me, the camera, you guys know I'm a photographer, uh, the camera is it's all about the camera. So um, check that out. You might... You know, you you might find it even more interesting because the guy who... Ray, who is doing the, the whole... Um, review uh he has like this kind of scottish french accent and he kind of sounds like scotty from star trek (laughs) it's really funny especially the new star trek (laughs) um what else i sound portable which i actually found through i think it was phonearena.com they have um the i sound portable 800 mil millimeter amp backup battery which it's amazing i think i mean it's pretty bulky but 
It's this portable charging device that gives you weeks worth of uh, charges on any devices. And you can take this with you in a bag if you know you're going to be out and about for a day and you know that you're going to be using your phone constantly or any other um, gadget and maybe even laptop. Um, but um, I think this is more like for tablets and just smartphones. I think it's a worth a look. And I, if you know, if it's not too pricey, I think I might buy it. Either that or the USB charger from uh, Lilliputian Systems, which is going to be introduced sometime soon. Um, hopefully, very soon. It's very small compared to the iSound, and and it's going to be to be sold at Brookstone.com. Um, and this is like the size of a um, lighter, a cigarette lighter, um, you know, one of those like flip cigarette lighters. It's so small and it supposedly gives you like four weeks worth of charge on your mobile device. So you can put this in your pocket, take it with you for the day um, and use it to, you know, charge your phones and you don't have to worry about bringing your charger with you, hopefully. <laughs> of course, I haven't tested any of these things. I haven't reviewed them, but I think they're fascinating gadgets, something to look out for. So there you have it for technology. And in movies, Man of Steel, the teaser, is um, pretty interesting. It's nothing like spectacular, but there is a teaser out there that's floating about. Snow White and the Huntsman coming out this summer. I've talked about it uh, a few podcasts before, but they have a newer trailer that's out. And it's even hotter, hotter. And Kristen Stewart is looking fabulous. And she has like this British accent. And I don't know. I think she's breaking. She looks like she might be breaking out of her little nervous girl syndrome from Twilight. I don't know. You be the judge. I think it's a really cool um, trailer. Prometheus has a newer uh, trailer around, which is really, really, really cool. And I, I'm so psyched for Prometheus. And it's kind of funny that Prometheus is almost coming out soon. And they're throwing out into the market uh, a game called Aliens Colonial Marines, which is supposed to take place 16 weeks after Ellen Ripley dies. Um, hmm. Interesting. Though the producers are... Prometheus and um, Scott Wiley, who wrote um, Prometheus and the other Alien trilogy, says that there's no real big tie between the movies, though it's supposed to answer some questions to those Aliens movies. Um, I don't know. It's it's too much coincidence, coinkadinky things, stuffing stuff happening here. Uh, CW is. Uh, actually he's putting out promos already uh, maybe you haven't seen it but uh, Arrow, the Green Arrow uh, which is supposed to be a spinoff from Smallville uh, though the original guy who played Green Arrow in Smallville which I forget his name is not going to be in this series it's going to come out this fall this cute hot hunk of a guy Steven Amell is going to be playing the Green Arrow check it out mm-hmm um, True Blood has a new uh, trailer out and they have a hashtag that they're using for Twitter waiting sucks <laughs> now what I find very interesting about the True Blood uh, lineup for this 
uh, summer, which is supposed to be coming out June 10th, um, is that the guy who played Chris Keller from the series HBO series Oz, the gay character, is going to be in it um, as this guy called Roman. And I think Roman um, is hot. Um, Christopher Maloney is his name, the actual name, the actor. He is really hot, and you could tell he really bulked up for this movie. He has, he's, he, yes, he's, he's, he's to die for and sexual as the rest of the other actors on the show. And I hope he bears more than just a suit and tie from what we've been seeing in the YouTube trailers. (laughs) Hopefully we see some gay sex out of him. (laughs) Um, Boy, is it going to be hot? And I hope they don't, you know, season four wasn't really the best in terms of writing and scripting. I I felt like it lagged uh, possessed that it had in season three and two. So hopefully they're going to come back really strong. Um, and uh, in terms of music, uh, Lady Gaga's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, leaked a song, Real Cool, uh, trying to get back at Lady Gaga. I don't know. I'm going to put that out for you guys to look at. Um, it was on this blog uh, that I started following called Mark at Large, which is pretty cool. Um, and... I made friends with these guys, Microfilms, well, Microfilm, and um, they put out really hardcore uh, dance electric music, um, electronic and electro house music, experimental music. I think it's worth a listen. You guys should check them out. I'll be playing something later on by them. That was the group Cut Copy. The song title is Feel the Love. Can you feel the love? By the way, um, I don't know if I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. I think I sort of did, but um, in a roundabout way. (laughs) Donna Summers passed away, if you don't know yet. Yeah, that was pretty sad. She was 63, was it? I can't believe it. I, she was so young. I mean, wow. I mean, I didn't grow up in the in those disco days in the disco, but um, I do remember hanging out with that crowd and dancing to Don, Donna Summers a lot when I first came out at like places like Mars and Quick. Um, those clubs aren't around anymore, and those were like spinoffs from the 
garage paradise paradise garage days ah the days those were the days next up go ask alice So this is the part of the podcast where everything metaphysical is tackled for the week, <laughs> including a monthly or weekly card reading by moi, yours truly, Henry Diaz. Um, this week's card from, uh, by the way, I, I, I'm an American Indian. Taino, the Taino Nation, Arawak. And um, I do a card reading, uh, uh, well, I read from a card deck, which is based on the Mayan calendar, which is, as I've stated previously on uh, previous shows, um, is the next of kin to my people. And I've been working with these this deck for about seven years now, but I've been following and studying the Mayan calendar for about 15 years. So I know quite a deal about it and the culture and the meaning of uh, the calendar. And this week, for the remainder of the week, since this podcast is coming in a day or a day or two short, um, shy, uh, this week is all about complex stability and working around the clock, about managing things. Um, you know, it's, it kind of coincides with the whole center card that I drew for the month. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, getting in touch with your, your inner self and dealing with all that's the stuff that, that is congruent, that's, that it's not really, you know, coming to spec and things outside of your life. It can be things about, uh, your your daily interactions, your the way that you go about in tackling things. Um, if there's no harmony, if there's no balance to it, you better strike that balance. Um, you probably are like, you know, in your daily life like this waitress of sorts with eight arms and you're tending like 10 different tables at the same time yeah and striking that right balance is the trick for the rest of this week for you all and for myself also <laughs> so i hope that helps you guys and um if you have any feedbacks or comments on any of my readings, uh, please send them in at oralfixpodcast at gmail.com. Now, okay, I brought up the whole thing about Sasquatch in the past, and I'm sorry I'm bringing it up again, but I think it's really funny that I, four episodes, no, actually three episodes ago, um, I think it was episode 43, um, where I talked about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and how that whole realm of beings of 
cryptozoology has affected me. Um, and I think it was really funny that as a result of that, the podcast that I listen to and I follow, Mysterious Universe, started spewing all this stuff, latest development in Bigfoot news. Um, call it synchronistic, call it intentional, call it whatever you want. But I, th- you know, there was some shooters lately that one, well, actually, I think it was like a couple of sh- huntsmen. They shot some mysterious, tall, eight foot figure. Um, and ran away and they know that they shot him dead and they didn't want, uh, to be around just in case he was still alive. So they ran away, but a day later, supposedly they went back, um, and they cut a piece of the meat of this Bigfoot and they sent it to this, uh, research group called the Erickson project who is actually taking pieces of DNA that, uh, people who've actually brought, uh, evidence of Bigfoot to Erickson, the Erickson project. Uh, so more is to be revealed, but supposedly this is a credible story and source, and I found it fascinating. And it sounds kind of legit, but there's still some gaping holes where, like, you ran away for a day and you came back and the body was still there. Mm, okay, maybe. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to go further by saying maybe because, um, one, I had that dream that I told you about, which wasn't really a dream. I believe it was a telepathic communication um, in the dream time. Uh, and two, um, there's these stories that, you know, one of them, which I totally forgot about, uh, which I saw on a current affair about the um, Manitoba Indian, the Cree Indian actually from Manitoba, Canada, who um, had the footage of the Sasquatch and sold it to, well, sold the whole entire story and some other stuff, deciding to current affair for, I don't know, $4 million. And it became such a publicity stunt and they made f- such a mockery, really that it made their story less credible or this guy, Bobby, um, who owned the story. Um, uh, I think his last name was Cook, Bobby something. Let's see if I can bring it up. But um, CTV went back to actually do a credible story. Bobby Clark is his name. Uh on Bobby Clark and his tribe's finding and their mythology behind Sasquatch. And um, I took a look at the documentary. It's really, really good. I mean, my hairs were standing. My hairs were standing all over um, my body. It was so creepy. I, I'm plugging this in on the show notes. I hope you guys take a look at it. Um, there was also uh, stories that I came across. Uh, New Mexico Sasquatch uh, sightings with thermal photo analysis, which were really spooky and also hair raising. Um, as you know, when I had the dream, the whole telepathic communication with the Sasquatch tribe, I I was in Arizona, um, Navajo country, and um, you know New Mexico is right next to it, and. You know, oddly enough, I was so enamored and on the Bigfoot hunt that I went looking for more information. I kept on digging and digging. Maybe I should have brought this up for sniff and scratch, but (laughs) I mean, this is not 
based on technology, so it doesn't fit there. And all right, so I went and found this Google Earth, um, well, a group from the Bigfoot Research Organization, um, or I think they're associated with them. Um, I'll link that to the show notes. Um, that has a database um, and collected sightings all put on Google Earth. And if you download the file, you plug it into Google Earth, and you see these pin droppings all over the United States. I mean, I haven't gone all over the globe, but it's impressive. It goes like from the 1970s to now. And I went and I researched my area of the country, which is the tri-state area, upper new north east coast new england area and it is amazing that i found several i I mean not even several a dozen and probably even more of bigfoot sightings sporadically happening they're all like near me like there was one like right like maybe a mile or two away from me like places where i go and hike at the appalachian trail Uh uh-huh it's creepy Welcome back. That was Microfilm, the track titled After Dark, the Warm Desk Edit. Now, Microfilm is the group who I actually had the pleasure of meeting recently, which is um, a gay couple who I believe are married. Um, I'm going to see if they're might want to come on to the podcast let's see for some chip for chat <laughs> you know i was thinking during the break um it's odd you know who dies from lung cancer these days i mean that's like something a cancer of the 80s and the 70s because of heavy smokers but i guess there are still heavy smokers among the human population out there yeah all right next is what the fuck What the fuck? So, WTF is where I tackle all the WTF, what the fuck's is happening in our gay community. Um, recently, okay, let's start off, you know, let's go for the jugular here. Um, Daron Ravi 
his i guess final verdict or what do they call that when you after the verdict where they you know they they're really supposed to like throw the book at you um <clears throat> happens um so jersey um the court system there are really fucking fucked up and screwed up excuse the french language but if you're offended by it just note that it did say explicit on the labeling um <laughs> of this podcast uh i can't believe it they gave him 30 days jail time Three years probation. Probation of what? What type of probation? Like, really? Like, they didn't even outline what this probation entitled. What does... I mean, he's confined to his house only. Is that... Oh, you know, because then I'll be house arrest. What type of probation are they talking about? You know? Um, and then he gets, like, 300 hours of social community time. Uh, well, it's not social, but it's community time. Um, where we don't know, well, I think, no, I think he's supposed to do the time uh, with some organization that, um, is anti-bullying or something. No, no, no. That's the fines he has to pay to an organization, uh, for hatred, discrimination or whatever, $10,000 or over $10,000. You know, it's just bullshit. It's just fucking, fucking bullshit. And the news broke yesterday um, in the evening, and uh, people have gone wild. Who knows what today is going to entail and, in the media. I was really surprised that CNN didn't have much coverage on it, but thank God CBS. For CBS local news, I mean, they did a terrific job at covering it, at giving us audio clips, at giving us video feeds of actually going out and doing some polling, going out to the community where Robbie is from, um, which is Ridgewood, uh, and I think Rutgers is from there also, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's you know, I what I do care about is that the, fa- the fact is that there was no statement to be had here there, there was no retribution for the clementi family there was there wasn't even an, a formal apology not even from ravi's mother who did this whole big sobbing dissertation about how her son has suffered enough through this whole 20 month period of the trial fuck you i can't believe it I don't know if they're really East Indians or Pakistanians. I don't know what their belief is, what their cultural belief is, what their spiritual belief is, but they really weren't showing it. They weren't not... You know, if you're going to make a dissertation to defend your son from being from getting de- deported, at least your lawyer should tell you, listen, you should say you really don't want your son deported because he did something foolish it was very childish of him which caused his death i'm very sorry clementi family i'm very sorry to you mother from one mother to another mother i am very deeply sorry but please do not send my child back to india because he is a good boy but no they were so fucking selfish that they didn't even say I am sorry. And the the judge actually pointed this out to Ravi at the end of the court case because Ravi was playing to actually, uh, uh, what is this, repeal? Uh, I don't know what the proper lingo is here, but um, it it was, you know, he, he was trying to actually try to plea, not plea bargain. Okay, I'm not even gonna get into the whole 
legal wording here, but he was actually trying to cop out of it. Like, you know, when you get a sentencing, you know, you do have a chance to have another trial of some sort or to rebuttal it or to get a linear sentencing, uh, which was far too lenient for him and his family. I, 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 it's, you know, I, I'm beside myself. What the fuck? So you'll probably see maybe another, like, another rant from me on the blog about this. Um, and you'll probably hear it from your friends. And if you haven't, I encourage you to read up the show notes and to spread the word around. Because, you know, what this is sending out a message, you know, out there, you know, there's the Trayvon Martin case that's happening where, you know, there might be some justice there. But I don't think justice was served here at all, at all. You know, maybe if they apologized to the family and really showed some humane, some humanity in all of this, I would be even more lenient and accepting of the verdict. And maybe the Tyler Clemente's family would have also. But no, this was just direct insult to them, the family, and to the rest of the gay community at large. There is no civil rights for us gays lesbians bisexuals if you really are out there transgenders none at all zippo everyone get ready fasten your seat belts this is the time of our lives and we need to protect ourselves and our family members I'm not saying we shouldn't be ourselves, but we do need to protect ourselves and not live in this la-la land where people want to really accept us, but, you know, there's judicial systems. Well, let's start, let's be real, start with the federal who really don't acknowledge us, who won't pass marriage or the civil union term, the legal term of gay and lesbian transgender bisexual folks out there so I had more for what the fuck but I'm gonna leave it at that let's take a break Welcome back. This is Mikna. The title track, the title to the track is Real Hero. And on that note, um, you know, I was thinking uh, the whole thing would, with Ra, uh, Daron, <coughs> Darun Ravi, um, 
really left me so emotional and I got worked up. You know, I, I forgot to even mention that one person at CNN, uh, Nancy Grace, who terribly annoys me most of the times when I watch her, um, just because, you know, it just seems like, you know, she's just doing it for show. Uh, and she's grasping at straws, but um, you know she got, I guess, the lead on the you know the breaking news on what had happened uh, on the verdict, and she made some great, really, really good points. And I linked that to the show notes and more for you guys to read and watch. Um, I agree with her. You know, at this point, they should have sent Darun Ravi back to India deportation so on that note um if anyone has any feedback you disagree with me you have something to say you have some comments you know whatever they are you know good or bad um you know i'm 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 open to listening to your side and airing it on the podcast uh and you know we can have it out or whatever um or if you need advice on anything technology anything that's been talked about on the show any feedback or personal stories you want to share send it to oralfixpodcast at gmail.com or you can call it in to 646-504-3491 or if you have recording devices at home you can record it and send it as an mp3 or a wave file and you can do it anonymously or you could give your name in there. And if you want to plug in your website or something, you could do so. Um, just keep it brief and I'll see what I can do about putting it on the podcast and, you know, airing it out. Um, also, uh, again, you know, if you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher.com, Please rate the podcast. The more that you rate the podcast with good ratings or, you know, um, or with the truth, constructive criticism actually helps the podcast to elevate and go up in ranking on iTunes and Stitcher.com. If you're listening through Stitcher.com or you want to listen to Stitcher.com, you can visit the Stitcher.com backslash oral fix page and enter the promo code oral fix without spaces to listen to the show and also for the entry for the $100 cash card. You can follow the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash the oral fix podcast. Or at Twitter at Oral Fix Podcast, on Podomatic, uh, SoundCloud.com, and don't forget the blog www.oralfixpodcast.com, where you can listen to and download the archived episodes. And this is episode, the end of episode number 46, Sweet 46. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. And thank you for supporting. I love you all. And I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) I'm going to leave you off with Jack Screen. Tell me. Kingdom Edit. Enjoy.